Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Outgoing Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot gave her farewell address yesterday. The send-off was in West Garfield Park in front of hundreds of people. She said there were moments in the last four years that, quote, brought me to my knees. But Lightfoot said she believes her time in office will be remembered for the strides she made toward a more equitable future for the city. She got emotional as she talked about what propelled her through the more challenging moments. Hope. I saw it, and importantly, I felt it in this city, in every neighborhood, in the eyes of children, our elders, of workers, our people who were touched by the work that we did. Ever since Lightfoot was defeated in February, she has largely stayed away from the press. Her farewell speech yesterday was a week before Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson will be sworn in on May 15th. Yesterday, I talked about Ariana Preston, the Chicago police officer who was killed over the weekend, apparently during a robbery. Tonight, a police patrol district on the south side is hosting a prayer vigil for her. Officer Deshaun Lee worked alongside Preston. Every day she would just come in like really upbeat. You know, spirit was pure, um, fun, joked a lot. So going into these, you know, high tension um, calls that we go to, you know, you never know what you expect. And um, just to have somebody that was positive and, you know, kept a smile on the face, it just it made the day go by easier. The Chicago Sun-Times is reporting that five people are in custody in connection with the killing, but no charges have been filed yet. Officer Preston was 24. Last week, my colleagues on The Rundown talked about the immigrant shelter crisis happening in Chicago. About 8,000 migrants have arrived since August, and they've started to be housed at police stations, which are not necessarily equipped to provide that kind of service. Now, Block Club Chicago is reporting that one of the many issues on top of shelter that we're dealing with is a shortage of immigration lawyers. Chicago is short hundreds of lawyers, which means migrants have to wait months to even apply for asylum. And upon arriving to the U.S., they only have a year to apply. Many migrants who qualify for asylum have enough nuance in their cases that they require one-on-one representation from someone who specializes in migration and immigration. And there's already a small population of people with law degrees to begin with, let alone those who both work on immigration law and speak two languages. Block Club talked with one attorney who said once an asylum application is finally submitted, it has to go through a strenuous review process that could take three to five years. So attorneys helping migrants say they can't really keep up with the cases right now. Leaders of several migrant support organizations are getting creative to deal with this. They're offering Know Your Rights group presentations inside of shelters and seminar trainings for lawyers who work in other areas but want to help. If you want to pitch in here and you happen to have a law degree, maybe look into these trainings. Okay, we're about to get a little sciency here, so if you're not chemistry or biology inclined, pay attention. My colleague Lisa Phillip is looking into a new treatment for aggressive brain tumors. A research team at Northwestern University is using tiny gas bubbles and sound waves to treat them, and it's pretty intricate. Most cancer drugs can't get into the brain because of a microscopic structure called 
the blood-brain barrier. Maybe you've heard of it. The cells that compose the walls of the blood vessels are very tightly aligned, and they don't let anything leak in except for a few nutrients. That's Adam Sonaband. He's a neurosurgeon at Northwestern. He and his team inject tiny gas bubbles into patients' bloodstreams, then use ultrasound devices implanted in their skulls to emit sound waves. If you hit them with sound waves, they oscillate, they vibrate, they burst. And this mechanical effect is enough to transiently open these tight junctions. The method allows the delivery of four to six times more chemotherapy to the brain than previously possible. And now for a few quick hits. First off, I have to correct a story I mentioned yesterday about the air fresheners in your car. I had said that the bill that was passed by the Illinois legislature would end the state ban on hanging objects on a vehicle's rearview mirror, but that's not quite true. Instead, the measure would prohibit law enforcement from pulling a driver over solely because they have an object hanging from their mirror. It would still be illegal to have it there, but it can't be the only reason you're stopped. And some firearms news. Naperville and the state of Illinois are asking the U.S. Supreme Court to allow bans on the local and state levels on high-powered firearms to remain in effect while they deal with the lower court challenges. Attorneys representing the city are arguing that these firearms have been used in dozens of high-profile mass shootings. On the other side, a Naperville gun shop owner has challenged the ban and an ordinance in the suburb and is asking the Supreme Court for an injunction that would halt enforcement while his case is decided in federal court. And Gen Zers, did you know that some of these rail cars the CTA uses are from before you were born? Yeah, the 80s. And now the CTA is getting $2 million from the federal government to replace them. You can read more about that at WBEZ.org. As for the weather, it's a sunny day with temperatures going up to the mid-60s. Maybe have some lunch outside today. And that's it for The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.